Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Are you Trey? Yeah, that's me. Awesome, awesome. Other right. Other right. Other Misa. Misa? And I'm Will. I'm Will? I'm Her. I'm not an elder yet. Oh, you're not? Just tag Still the young guy that's trying to murder. All right. How's everything going? Very good. Very, very good. Your shelves? Good, good, good. Enjoying the wonderful Texas weather? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Cool. That's really, you have a little nice little apartment here. Yeah, it's small. So, we're still. Yeah, we can come here. Do you want anything to drink? We've got some water. We've got sparkling water. How's your day been, man? It's been good. It's been very, very busy. That's good. We have a. I run a. Uh, my friend and I do a. Uh, have a media production company. And, How's that uh, going? Ah, it's good. And so I've spent the day editing dad jokes and stuff for Father's Day for some clients. What do you got there, man? Do it. Huh? What do you have there? Oh, it's just a study Bible. Study book, can I look? Yeah. It's an ESV study Bible, English Standard Version. That's sweet. So, yeah. So, Misa, Will, so Brother Will. Alright, that's what you call me. And Elder Rock. Okay, cool. So, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 19. 19, cool. 17. 17? Yeah. How old are you? Oh, I'm 20. Awesome. Cool. Where are y'all from? I'm from Utah. Utah? Okay. Right here. Right, right here in Texas. What ward are you in? I'm in the Tomball Second Ward. Okay, Tomball Second. Where do they meet at? Uh, they meet at the Magnolia Building. Okay, cool. By Magnolia Junior High. Around, around there. Yeah. Okay, good, good. And, and where are you from? This is a build? Oh, that's uh, my, my W2. Don't steal my identity. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just looking at it. No, I'm from New Zealand. New Zealand? Awesome. Man, sorry that you had to come to Texas from New Zealand. That's all good. I like, I like it here. Yeah, Texas is good. It's, good. it's a good place. I'm pretty fond of it. I think it's the greatest state in the Union. Sorry. Oh, I think... I think Utah is better. I'm trying to move here. I'm going to Michigan, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Utah's a nice place, man. There's some mountains. Oh, we went to, I've been to Park City, Utah, and I snowboarded there. Okay, I I snowboarded there too for like 30 you seconds. You snowboard? Uh, uh, let me finish that story. <laughs> uh, we went up there for our senior trip to go skiing, really? and my friend's like, I'm doing a snowboard. And I was like, Me too, I'm gonna snowboard because the shoes are so much more comfortable. And we got our snowboards, and I felt so cool. Our whole single class all had skis, except for me and this guy, and I felt like the coolest guy ever. Man, I put on that snowboard, and we are on not even the bunny slope yet. Like, we're on the small little uh, decline to the ramp to take us up, and I fell on my butt, and it hurt so bad. And I laid there for about two or three minutes. I was like, I'm going to get skis. <laughs> and I went and returned it, and, and then skied. So, I, I snowboarded one time for about half of a second and gave it up. Dang, bro. So, it's crazy. But I was not very good at snowboarding. Yeah, I hadn't snowboarded. I played basketball my sophomore year of high school, then I decided to get that up. And I, me and my two or three of my friends got some um, um, season passes to Park City, and I learned how to snowboard on my first day. I was doing, I was doing pretty good. 
uh, having spills and whatnot uh, that comes with the you have to you have to do some trial by fire but i was getting pretty good at the end of the day and they're like well like you've jumped most of like the the bigger jumps like uh -huh. you want to try three kings and i was like what's that and they're like they're like oh you'll see when you get there so they take me to the biggest they, jump in the park at the time and they didn't even warn you no it was like a 30 it was like a 25 to 30 foot jump and i jumped it and i thought i was gonna land it like i i didn't i wasn't going out crazy but at the time it was like you four. saw the jump before you did it though yeah. or you just went yeah i just saw it and i was like oh i can't chicken out and so <laughs> i hit it i hit it and the i the like it's pretty much iced over at like four o'clock so it's not even there's no not a whole lot of powder or anything to give you oh. cushion my back end four in the afternoon yeah my back end as soon as it hit hit the hit the landing <laughs> just just slammed me straight to my face it knocked me out. I went spiraling down the hill, and like I got when I came, when I stopped, when I came to, uh -huh. uh, I came to when I stopped, and and then I woke up. My nose was bleeding all over. I had scratches all, all over my face. And it was all frozen blood. Yeah, it was bad. But a week later, I went and jumped it again, and I landed it. Though, so. That's it, man. You can't can't be no chicken. Yes. The first time you fall and hit your face, do it again. Yeah, man. How you do it? So, how long were you out? You know? How long was I out? Yeah. Um, probably like a good thirty seconds, I'd say. <laughs> man, I'm. I don't think I would. Um, I would be wanting to do jumps. So, I would want to think of myself as being wanting to do jumps. There's a nice picture you have there, man. Where? It's a nice picture. Yeah. So here's. So what's going on? Is she... Is she floating? Or? Is she floating? Is she falling down or is she being blown up? I do not know. Yeah. It looked like she was skydiving. Yeah. I, <laughs> for some reason I think it's... Everyone sees it that she's kind of just floating. I kind of, when I see it, I almost see like she's just starting to be blown up and just... Also, she's jumping. Also, she's ballet. Yeah, my wife bought that. She likes, she likes art. Oh, you're married? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Right? I've been married for 10 years. That's the one. You have kids? Yep. Yeah, that's the reason both doors are shut there. Having quiet time. I'm not taking a nap, but uh, my daughter's eight. She's in there laying down, reading a book. And then my son is uh, turns five in July. And so he's in there pretending to read. He's in there looking at pictures. That's good. So, so why are you guys Mormon? Why are we Mormon? Yeah, I want to. I want to know. Well, I, I hear uh, your story and sh like take a couple minutes and I want to hear your story. So I grew up in the church, and uh, I grew up in the church. Uh, probably at about. Around 14, 15, mm -hmm. I decided that I didn't want to serve a mission, and I was kind of, uh, I was just kind of, kind of opposed to like going to church, going to seminary. I was just being a teenage kid, you know. And, mm -hmm. um, things started getting <clears throat> getting bad for me, um, and uh, finally, I was about, I was about like seventeen. 
and uh, I done a bunch of dumb stuff, and I was tired of hearing everyone around me, you know, tell me how happy they were that they knew the Book of Mormon was true, how glad they were to be a part of, of Christ Church, all this, all this stuff, and you know, and it was just it was just eating at me, and I, and I remember praying every once in a while through those through that rough stretch, you know, asking for, asking for the truth, you know, and asking for, for God to help me and you know nothing really ever came of it and so as I got further and further down the way things got worse until you know finally one day it, it got to the point where it wasn't like if I wanted to know it was true it was like I needed to know it was true and in order to in order to to, to, to have Heavenly Father you know provide me with an answer to be able to comfort me with the spirit I at that time feel like I was really um, I feel like I was really um, telling him that I was going to use that answer that he gave me and I was gonna apply it into my life you know I feel like you know like for instance like I, I bought this pen right and mm -hmm. I bought it with the intent of writing writing with it right and so that's the same way that Heavenly Father works with us is he, he will only give you an answer to your prayer if your intent, if your intent with that answer is to, is to do what he says, to obey his commandments, to obey his will, to listen to his son Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it kind of started to come full circle for me. And, and what age was that again? I was about like 17. Okay. And so I uh, started like trying to prepare for my mission and you know, things, it's weird, things got harder as I started to prepare. You know, the adversary just kept throwing more and more things at me and I was just uh, having to just continue to endure until I, I finally made it to the mission field. And uh, it's been good ever since though. Okay. How long have you been on your mission? Six months. Six months? Okay. Cool. And then, uh, how did you become uh, LDS? Me? Uh-huh. Thanks for sharing that. Well, I've been a member my whole life, but uh, since I was born. But uh, went to a few different churches here and there later on, and then uh, came back. Pray what, about it. What churches? Huh? What churches? Oh, I went to like I went to look at the Satanist uh, Church and the, the Assembly of God. Oh, okay. Yeah. I grew up Assembly of God, by the way. Yeah, my dad was a symbol of God. Okay. Was a was a symbol of God. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> my my dad's whole family are symbol of God. Okay. God. Um. Uh, was a Catholic church, the longest Catholic church was cool. Okay. Um. Most of my other church, like Seventh Day Adventist, mm -hmm. Methodist. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the church in Tahitian. The Tahitian church. Nope. That's new to me. Okay. Then I came. Well, my parents were. My, my dad was a convert to the church. Okay. My mom. My mom's whole family is a convert to the church when they were young. How old were you when your dad became a convert? I wasn't even born. Oh, okay. So that was. Your dad grew up assembly. And then. Okay. He joined the church and he went on his mission. Okay. He joined the church when he was 18, and then when he turned 19, he went straight on a mission. I'm assuming when he met your mom, because your mom grew up? No, he met my mom at, um, at, at oh. university. Okay. 
Yeah, BYU Hawaii. That's nice. Forget BYU Utah. Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's how they admit. So uh, they admit to you got married. Okay. And they had me, man. And so you, uh, mm-hmm. so you went around to different churches just because, or? Well, I went around because um, I always thought the church asked too much. But then I realized it wasn't even enough. Ask too much of you? No, no, like, like I thought the church was always coming, like, had way too much rules and stuff. Oh, okay. But then when I grew up and I started applying more of it in my life, then it, it started to make a lot of sense why these things were needed. And uh, ever, since, ever since I started to re- recognize that and realize that these things were good, and... Um, there was happening with my life, so I just decided to stick with it. Okay. And but but then the more I studied and the more I read the Book of Mormon and prayed about it, uh, something just clicked in mind that it was truth. And so I always stuck with it. The cool thing about it, though, my parents they never forced me or pushed me. They just let me make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. But uh, and so I think that's one thing that caught me. With my parents were just like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you, but I think uh, you're a grown kid, we'll make, you, we'll you make your own decisions. And so, uh, yeah, okay. that's why I'm here. Honestly, man, like, sorry if, I'm, if I sound like I'm, I'm super tired, and, but. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I understand tired. I understand tired. No worries. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. I just love it. I love being a member of the church. I just love the morals. I love the thing, how it, it gets family more united. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that I had the chance to serve, you know, mm-hmm. a mission. Oh, I hope my brothers make the same decisions to, to serve a mission as well. But, uh, I mean, if, if they don't, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's their choice. What about you, Brother Will? So I was born into the church. Right. My mom joined the church when she was 18. Uh-huh. And then my dad's parents were both converts. My dad was born into the church. And oh, okay. So grandma and grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were converts. And then they met. They were just introduced by a mutual friend who was LDS. And at the time, they both were as well. And they married, had four kids. I'm the oldest. Okay. So, I guess I'm 17 right now. Prepping. Big brother. Yep. Gotta pave the way. Yep, so I'm prepping, doing everything I can to serve a mission <laughs> like these two. It's a great example for me. So, are you a senior or junior next year? I'll be a senior next year. Okay, awesome. And so you'll be you'll graduate right at 18. Yep. Awesome, that's what I did. That's good. And then you're planning to go on your mission right afterwards? Yeah, either that or maybe do like one semester of school, but either I haven't decided yet. Some, some along those lines with that. Okay. And pretty firm on certain mission though. Okay, cool. And then do either you two have a have a pretty little lady waiting for you when you get back? Or? Yeah. Okay. Pretty little ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're gonna choose. Yeah. You uh, get out the fishes and then not the not the hook. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So what's your shoe go to, man? Alright, so I I'll give you my background. Um 
I'm 32. I've been a, a group of Assemblies of God. Um, and I actually, about four years ago, left the Assemblies of God. Um, I used to be a children's pastor. And uh, now I go to, um, not that I um, uh, have any huge, huge problem with the Assemblies of God. I just uh, disagreed with some of the stuff there. Uh, and so now I go to a non-denominational church. Um, I'm still still affiliated with some of the uh, assemblies of God people that I know and whatnot. But I go to a small uh, non-denominational church called Genesis Church. I'm a deacon there. Um, so we have, the way the church is structured is our elders um, are the uh, the pastors of the church, and then deacons are the guys that head up the different ministries in the church. Um, so I've been there for four years, um, and I work with a lot of LDS guys, tons of them. Uh, I work for a pest control company, and probably as you know, um, great career for uh, a missionary is, hey, let's go do door-to-door sales. And so, do like 75% of our sales guys are Mormon. The owner of the company is Mormon, and he told me, he's like, he's like, yep, yeah. like my first summer there, he's like, yeah, about 75% of the salesmen are Mormon. And I just kind of snickered and thought he was joking. And he wasn't joking. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's for real. We were, I don't think you were with me. Another barrier attracting me right another salesman. He's like, elders, what's up? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it uh, happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I have some former companions who are now pest control workers as well. Oh, really? And selling security as well. So. Oh, yeah, man. They, and they're, they're good at it. Good and solid hard workers. Uh, every uh, every every Mormon uh, that I've met has been a solid solid worker. I used to. Um, you have to. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I was the service manager at the pest control company, um, and I, I moved into marketing, so I'm not over in the, the uh, pest control anymore, over the service department anymore. But man, every every single, with the exception of. I was one pretty bad Mormon worker, but with the exception of one, dude, like they were so dependable and hardworking, and so I respected them very much. So, but just to give you a little bit of my background, I actually, so about four years ago, um, the only thing that I knew about LDS is that y'all have a book called the Book of that's it. That's all I knew. And uh, whenever I came to work, or I got my job, I found out the owner was LDS. And um, so I started uh, asking questions. And about two years ago, um, just so I could understand a little bit deeper, and this is why you have my contact information, uh, two years ago, I um, jumped on um, uh, the LDS website and requested a visit and then his name was Elder Stewart was uh, at the time and Elder Stewart uh-huh I know Elder Stewart you do yeah he's still around no he he was here when I was like when I when I was only out for like two months he was he was here yeah okay yeah so he um he came by and I can't remember his companion's name but uh Elder Stewart was there so I had his number so whenever you text I wasn't thinking that that was from the missionary phone. So when I responded, I was like, yeah, I'd love to meet up again. 
I was thinking it was Elder Stewart. And then, uh, because we, we never connected up again after we talked, um, I can't remember why, I think like we got real busy and then kept missing each other and then just forgot about it. Um, and then about two months ago, I had two, uh, two guys knock on my door um, and I cannot, for the life of me, I cannot remember their names. Um, you know, Luke Corn and uh, Wexa? Yep, those, those two guys. Um, and we talked for a while, uh, probably a good hour and a half. Um, and, uh, and then I haven't seen them back. Uh, I gave them my number and everything. Oh, corn has gone home. He's finished. Okay. Other cool. exercise in a different area. Cool. Um, uh, that would be why. But I left him my number and everything. That might be why you'll still have it. So whenever you text, first I thought you were Elder Stewart. Now I was like, oh no, it's probably, uh, Elder Corn in them. And so, um. Uh, and then y'all showed up, so I was expecting someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all are more welcome to be here. We can just start over. So, um, so my background is I am a devout Christian, um, and I've done a lot of like I've read through the entire Book of Mormon. I've been to church twice. Um, I've been to like all three hours, um, and I've been to seminary. Um, one time, the owner of our company was a seminary teacher, and uh, he invited me to come sit in on class. So I went and sat in on class, and and I've spent countless hours dialoguing with the owner of our company and the people that I work with. So, <clears throat> um, so when y'all reached out to me, I thought it was um, a little corner that we would uh, finish up our discussion, but. Um, so anyways, um, so that's my background and okay, that's sweet. So what, got, like, so that's what kind of made you like want to hear more or I wanted to, so <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses claim to be Christians, um, Historic Christians or traditional Christians, your average run-of-the-mill Christian, they claim to be Christians, and Mormons claim to be Christians. Um, and so, like we're all claiming to be Christian, we all have the Bible at the base of our of, of our theology. And so, um, and I got to know Alex, and so I was like, you know what? I need to like if they're saying they're Christian, I need to understand what they're saying. And so I started digging in, digging in, and digging in, because I wanted to know, like, because if we're both Christians, then we can stand shoulder to shoulder, right? Um, so if um, so, I start digging in, and God's the author of truth, and if God has revealed Himself, He's not going to contradict Himself. And so I start digging in and studying and. And learning as much as I can about the Book of Mormon, uh, about the uh, the church and and everything, and uh, and so that's why I started out on that journey. So um, and so I would love to talk about. Now I don't want to get caught up in peripheral issues because there are a lot of things I disagree with about the church and the doctrines and stuff. 
but I don't want to get caught up on peripheral issues like um, uh, polygamy or baptism for the dead or standing marriage, like you know, all those things. Like those makes that stuff makes perfect sense within uh, Mormon worldview. It does. So I don't want to spend time talking about. So you do know we don't we don't you do know we don't practice polygamy, right? No, but eternal polygamy. Yes. That is thing, and I know you don't currently practice, but a lot of when you come to talk to Christians or whatnot, they want to say, "Well, y'all, we're polygamists, and the only reason you're not is because of this." Like, yeah, I understand y'all don't still practice polygamy and stuff, um, and that and when you achieve the highest level of heaven, you do. But, anyways, that's a peripheral issue that's not very important to talk about because it gets down to the foundation of who is God. That's where the whole foundation is. And so what I would love to do is just talk about who is God. Because um, that's the only thing that matters. And um, so I don't want to get caught up on profile issues and uh, eternal families and all that because that's that's the points where uh we can start to get into a lot of confusion and, and start arguing points that ultimately don't matter because if the Mormons are correct about who God is, everything else there makes sense. Um, the baptism for the dead falls in perfect line with the Mormon view of God. It's like, so all that makes sense. So <clears throat> I'd love to sit down and, uh, and talk about just who is God? Uh, so who do you think, like, who do you think our God is, and who do you think God is, like, to us, I guess, from your research? Okay. Um, so just like, um, what's the, uh, I'll pull the reference. So from, so in uh, the teachings of the prophet of Joseph Smith, um, uh, page uh, 345 and it's also cited in Gospel Principles uh, on page 305. It says we have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. I refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see. There are incomprehensible uh, there are incomprehensible ideas to some but they are simple. It is for the first principle of the Gospel to know for certainty the character of God and to know that we converse with him as one man converses with the other. <clears throat> um, so, right there, it says that God, uh, he wants to refute the idea that God has been God for all of eternity. Um, and then Joseph Smith also says, I want to declare that I have, uh, and this was from uh, the Discourses of the Prophets, uh, uh, Joseph of uh, the prophet Joseph Smith page 35 says I wish to declare that I have always and in all congregations I have preached on the subject of the deity and it has been the plurality of gods it has been preached by the elders for 15 years and then Brigham Young the second president of the church uh, from Brigham Young uh, Journal of Discourses uh, section 7 and 334 um, he says how many guards are how many gods are there? I do not know. But there was never a time when there, when 
but there was never a time when uh, when not gods or when there were not gods and worlds, and when, when men were not passing through the same ordeals that uh, we are now passing through. Uh, that course has been from all eternity, and it will be to all eternity. You cannot comprehend this, uh, but when you can, uh, it will be a matter of great collision. So, but the problem with this, and then you also have uh, Joseph Smith, who's, um, or you have the, 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 not Joseph Smith, I can't remember who said it, but y'all are probably very familiar with it, that as man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on who said that. So, but when we turn, if y'all have your Bibles, right? Let's jump over to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43.10. And then, if one of y'all want to read that, that would be good. And then I'll read Isaiah 44.6. And then if somebody wants to turn to... Alright, I have a... Someone read Isaiah 43.10. And then someone else can read Isaiah 44.6. And I'll read Psalm 90, verse 2. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no God formed neither shall there be after alright and then Isaiah 44.6 Isaiah 43 verse what? Uh, 44 verse 6 Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. What was that first scripture again, sir? It was uh, 43, Isaiah 43, 43. 10. Uh, it says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. I'm reading from ESV, yeah. slightly different, but uh, this context is exactly the same. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me no God was formed uh, nor shall there be after me. and then Psalm 90 verse 2 um, says before the mountains were brought forth or ever you have formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting you are God <clears throat> and so when we read Deuteronomy Verse 22 says, When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, and if the word does not come to pass, um, then Deuteronomy 13. Uh, so Deuteronomy 13, starting in verse 1, it says, If a prophet 
or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your, your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. So, I mean, it's irrefutable that God has revealed himself as the almighty God. A God who has always been God. Never was there a time ever that God was not God. The Bible says from everlasting to everlasting. You can't get clearer words than this. And God says, and, and it cannot be, because I've had someone tell me this, and I didn't know this was part of the theology up until probably about three months ago when I was talking to one of my friends. Um, I have a really good Mormon friend, and we talk a lot. And he was telling me, he was like, no, this is the only God with whom we have to do. Like, you know, he's the only God that we worship. But God says, before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So now you have to, like, that's very, very clear. It does not say that before me there was no God formed for you, neither will there be a God formed after you. And so you can't look at that and say either either Joseph Smith lied about who God is, and just like Deuteronomy 13 says, um, no matter even if what they say comes true, even if they give you signs and wonders, if they're calling you after other gods, you know, he's a false prophet. And if God has said, This is who I am. And someone comes around and says, no, that's not who God is. Then you have to wonder, is the Bible wrong in every single place? Because there's, we could go through the whole Bible and pull up a lot more references, and I'd be happy to do it with you right now. We can go through and pull up tons of references where the Lord says, I am the Lord. The Lord, or my name is the Lord, and I am one Lord. And that there is no God formed before me, no God after me. So either God of the Bible is lying, and we need to flee from him because you cannot trust a liar. Because if he lied about that one thing, then we throw this whole thing in the trash. Because that God's a liar, and we cannot trust him with our eternal salvation. Because if he's a liar, then he's lied about what he said. Or... God's true, and what Joseph said was not the truth. You can't have both. So what do you do with that? So, in Psalms 82, I do very much respect the Bible. But I believe it's print, and I was just using that as options. Psalm 82. Psalm 82, verse 1. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, go ahead. Psalm 82, verse 1. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Mm -hmm. So, according to this, God is standing in a congregation of gods. Mm -hmm. right? And then in verse, uh, verse 6, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. So, does the Bible contradict itself? Nope, it doesn't. So then why is, why is this uh, a psalm of Asaph? Why does he say God stands in a, con in a congregation of God? And why, why does it say that ye are gods, and all of you are the most high? Okay, so let's read this. You've got to read it in context. So, just like you said, the Bible cannot contradict itself because if God is the author of truth, truth cannot contradict itself. We're agreed on this, correct? That'd the problem. No, just let's let's answer that. Truth cannot contradict itself. You're right. You're okay. Right, it can't. So, God has taken His place in the divine council in the midst of the gods, and He holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly? and show partiality to the wicked, give justice to the weak and the fatherless and mountains, and the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Um, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge or understanding, and they walk about in darkness, and all the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, and judge the earth, for you shall inherit the nations. So God is calling them. These, he is talking to the judges and the kings of the earth that are ruling over people. And so if you want to categorize yourself here as, as God's, then... He, he is calling out judgment on rulers here. This is not saying that there are gods in the heaven, that there are equals to God or greater beings than God. This is saying, um, you are gods, little g, sons of the Most High, all of you. The Bible also says that God raises up rulers and he destroys rulers. God is in control of all things. He's saying, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you will die like men and fall like any prince. These are wicked judges, not men who became gods. So they can become gods? No. But you just said we're little Jesus. Yes, he is calling them as in an illustration. They are reigning over people. God has put them up over people to lead his people. So you How have will to you read judge this. How and accept the presence of the wicked see? Defend the poor and the fatherless, do, just, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt. 
and God says in Isaiah 42, 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. God does not share his glory. Well, then why, does cannot... say, why does Jesus Christ say in the New Testament, be there perfectly good Father, which is in heaven? That's good. Where does it say that? I know, I know what verse you're saying, but uh, I can't think of the reference right off the top of my head. I think. And just real quick, I get very passionate when I talk about theology. So as if my tone gets inflected oh, or whatever, you're good. please don't misconstrue that for uh, just con random contentiousness. Oh, uh, I care very deeply about who God is, and um, and I care very much for you guys. And so, and I want to know the truth. So I just want to say something. Yeah. How good are you at history? Very good. Right. Let me rephrase. I can. Uh, I study a lot. So, uh, but go ahead. So, the Bible. Mm -hmm. Do you know that the, the Mormons would believe a lot in the Bible? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. We use the Bible in a lot of our uh, a lot of our teachings. Mm -hmm. Right. <sighs> Have you ever like when the missionaries used to come here and teach you and share these things with you? Did they ever just use the Book of Mormon? Nope. They always use the Book of Mormon and the Bible together, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we, you know that we believe they go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. The reason why we say the Book of Mormon and the Bible go hand in hand. Is because the Bible is not in chronological order. No. Alright? And you know that a lot of the writings in the Bible were taken away because of the Nicene Creed. Right? Okay. You know that, right? The Nicene Creed? Yeah, I'm very familiar with the Nicene Creed, yes. Right? And you know they took out a lot of writings. Okay. Right? The Book of Mormon, the role of the Book of Mormon is to fill those gaps that there's some of those things that were taken away from the Bible. So no matter where we go with this with this conversation, whether it's you be you you know you say you show us some scriptures and you might be right, or whether we pull out some scriptures and we say we're right, you know, I don't want to go anywhere because the Bible, everything is not in there. Okay. And no matter what scripture you pull out and say, because I'm pretty familiar with the Bible as well from the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? And so, no matter what scripture you pull out, and whatever you try to say God is, or how God was like, or where God is, or right, it's never going to be a full-on answer because there's a lot of things missing from the Bible. That's why we teach from the Book of Mormon and the Bible, because they both go hand in hand. And so, no matter where this conversation, um, how this conversation is going to go, to be honest, it's going to go nowhere. Okay. Because... There's not really a lot of things to to prove. 
So what do you do with... That's why there's so many churches, man. Hold up. Oh, what you're doing is you're begging the question. I'm not begging questions. Yeah, look. So let's do this. If you say you use both books. Yeah. Let's go to Book of Mormon, Moroni, yeah. verse yeah. Eight, 18. Okay. So... Truth can't contradict itself. No. <clears throat> Book of Mor with Moroni was what? Moroni 8, 18. For I know that God is not a partial God, neither a changeable being, but he is unchangeable from all eternity to all eternity. Okay. Joseph Smith just refuted himself. If God is unchangeable from all eternity to all eternity, then he cannot be a man who became God. That is irreconcilable. That's from Book of Mormon. Yeah, but let's go back to the Bible. And when you... God has spoken, and we believe in an all-powerful God. And Jesus says in Matthew 24, 35, Peter said to him, even I must die. Ah, crap. No, that's 26. That's why. Matthew what? 24, 35. It says, heaven and earth Pass away, my words, not my pass words away. will not pass away. God's word will not pass away. And it is, I've talked to several Mormons. But they shall all be fulfilled, right? Yeah, they're all going to be fulfilled. Of course, God is not a liar. His word has to come true. And if God has spoken, see, that's the thing is when we talk about the canon of Scripture, you want to say that, oh, Scripture wasn't canonized until Nicaea. But that's not true. Because the Bible is God's word. The canon of scripture is not just a collection of books. We believe, you guys believe, and so do I, that God has spoken. And if God wants to still speak today, he can still speak today. But I, don't, is. I don't have a problem with y'all saying that you have prophets. I don't have a problem with y'all saying that y'all have more scriptures, uh, per se. Um and I'm not going to take um, that verse in Revelation out of context that says don't add or take away from this book because we know that that was added to the people translating the book of Revelation. Revelation yeah. Yes. So if, God, if God's almighty, he can still speak. We can't contain God in a box. But if God is true, what he says will never contradict itself. And so if I was to tell you, if I was to say, hey, uh, me and my girlfriend, we're going to move in together. And we're going to live together. Um, and we're going to get married one day, but, but we're, going to, we're going to live together. What did you guys tell me? So if you, you, would, you would take me to the scripture and say, no, 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 no. Look, God said this, and you, this is not inconsistent with that. Or this is inconsistent with this. And so you're going to guide me and counsel me in accordance with what God has said. So this is the oldest of all the testimonies that... All the Mormon scriptures, this is the oldest. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. 
And if God has spoken, that is the canon. Whatever God said is the canon. We may, we may um, not exactly know every word that God has spoken, but whatever God has spoken, that is the canon. And God said that his word is not going to pass away. And we know that all of the Bible is profitable for teaching and correction, as it says in 2 Timothy 2.16. Um, so the council then of Nicaea... Then why are there so many churches? Why is there so many churches? Yeah. Because if the, we... If the Bible has spoken, there should be only one church. Yeah. Well, why are there so many Mormon churches? There's lots of sects, and all of y'all claim to be the correct church. But there's difference because... While y'all have the same God and whatnot, y'all are different on some of your... your but there's only one Mormon church that's growing the, the fastest. It doesn't matter about... Well, the, I could tell you that there's some don denominations that are growing faster than others. That That's not the, the test. No, think about the this. reason why we have so many... Let me answer your question. Yeah, good. The reason we have so many denominations is because we differ on different things. And that's why I stepped away from the some of the gut church is because... We, I differed in my thinking on some things. Um, they believe that speaking in tongues uh, is for every believer, and that every believer can't speak in tongues. And I don't think so. I believe that um, that God gives some gifts to others and some to others. And but that's that's a peripheral issue. That is when we read the scripture on secondary issues, and we have different opinions on these things, and. We can read the text and come away with a different understanding. But where we are unified is this. This is what this is what at the core every single ch Christian church has agreed on, and this is why the Council of Nicaea met was not, uh, and, and all these councils and why we have creeds was not because they were trying to set up a rule for man or 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 get on things. They were to. Go to the Bible and say, this is what the Bible says. This is what God has said. So the Council of Nicaea affirmed the canon of Scripture. They didn't create the canon of Scripture. Well, we know they didn't create But what, but what all Christians have been in agreement with since the time of Christ is that God was always God from all eternity to all eternity. You can go to every single Christian church and they will believe the same thing and if you go to a church that calls themselves Christian and they don't believe that they may have a Christian on their title but that does not make them Christian to be a Christian is not a title you give yourself being a Christian is believing in the word of God and so all Christians have always believed that God was always God and I've got references I can give you references for all of these um, I've yep. got them written down right here that we believe in one God who was revealed in three persons. One what, three who's. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All yep. the same being existing in three persons. So one God, three persons. We believe that God created. We believe in original sin, that because of Adam's sin, all men stand guilty before God. And then we believe in the promise of redemption that God promised in the garden that, and uh, throughout the Old Testament that he would redeem us and then um, we believe that Jesus came and redeemed man's sin. He drank the full cup of God's wrath for all the sin of everyone that would put their faith in him and then we believe that Jesus is coming again 
that we believe. Now, we may talk like, okay, well, we think it's going to look like this. We think it's going to look like this. And, oh, we think the rapture is going to happen here. Oh, we think the rapture is going to happen here. Or the millennium happens here. Like, we may be, we, we talk about that and we dialogue about that. But I can go to a, more, uh, to a Baptist church, um, a Lutheran church, not a denominational church, Assembly God church. And we are unified on this doctrine. So you can't say that you can't use denominations as proof because then you, you, you just throw your own self under the bus because there are, while you may be in the largest part and the fastest growing part, it, there's still people that differ from you reading your exact same materials, looking at your exact same prophets. And you would say you would have disagreements with them. So you can't use that as proof to discredit me, so if you don't hold yourself to the same standard. So you just said that all you just said all consistent or all doctrines from every Christian church can consist of one another. Mm-hmm. Then why don't they all just come in together as one? I don't. Why don't, the, why don't Baptists and Evangelists and Methodists? Why don't all they, if they teach the same things? Why do they call themselves different things? Because they believe differently on certain. But I thought you said they all believed in the same thing. They they do. They have the same basis. So then, why do why do uh, Pentecostals you know focus more on like the gift of tongues? Why do Baptists focus on they they all have their different they all have their different quirks mm-hmm. that they believe is their way of doing it. So obviously, there's no they're, 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 you're, you're wrong. They don't have all the same doctrinal beliefs. No, I did. I said the same core doctrine. Okay. Well, then, what, so why 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 are they focusing on some of them? What what's who's to say that they should be segregated on on the minimal stuff, the things that they have questions about? You know, Christ, if he set up one church on this earth, why wouldn't there be one church? You know. Yeah, and so I would agree, and that's why I moved away from the. the are you part of the one true church now, though? Yes, you are. I am absolutely a part so, of Christ's church. And I believe that the assemblies, there's many of the assemblies that are part of that same true church. Now, I did stop going to church at an assembly God church because I believe that they focus too heavily on peripheral issues, on issues that are not. Um, and I don't believe that they interpret certain things correctly. But I will happily stand shoulder to shoulder with an assembly of God brother. And like, for instance, the church that we go to, although we're not perfect, and you ask why do why won't they why won't all the churches unify on certain things? Well, yeah, we should. You are absolutely correct because we should be unifying on a lot of things. And the church does not do that perfectly. You're right. Just like the Mormon church doesn't do things perfectly. Um, just like uh, King David back in the Bible, like he was a man after God's own heart. He was a wretched man. Killed a man's, killed a woman's wife because he saw her taking a shower, had sex with her. Yeah, yeah. So David and Bathsheba. So David sees Bathsheba bathing on the roof. He's like, oh man, I want that. And Vice Rub gets her pregnant, and he's like, oh crap, I need to have her husband sleep with them, sleep with her. So she thinks that uh, that's their baby, and. Um, and then he wouldn't sleep with her because they were at war, so he, he had Uriah killed and then married that wife. And then God had to send a prophet to him and say, hey, repent. And then they lost their baby. Yep. And But God calls him a man after God's own heart. 
And so that's why I didn't sit, like, I haven't sat here and assassinated Joseph Smith's character because we've all had past and we're all humans. And so when we look at people making mistakes, the people in the church are held to no less of a standard. And the people in the church make mistakes. We focus on things that aren't as important. And I do the same. You guys do the same. Like, how many times have you had a chance to, um, like the Bible says, um, that you are supposed to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor like yourself? You know, how many times have you all gone and seen a movie or played a video game where you focused on God that whole time? No. You could have loved God better in that moment. Oh, what, what about the time that uh, you went and saw a movie, but you could have gone and helped your friend that was in need or or you drive him just like just like I did the other day. I was driving to see a movie with my wife and passed a homeless person on the side of the street that was hungry and then went and ate dinner with my wife. Could I have loved her much better? Absolutely. But I chose to spend time with my wife. Like so we all make mistakes. And so people in the church are no different. Sometimes we focus on things we don't need to focus. And that is true, but that doesn't change who God said he is. Man makes mistakes because we are imperfect. God is perfect, always has been perfect, is almighty God, is immutable, cannot change. He does not change. He says that um, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is God. And all Christians, while we do make mistakes, we don't run churches perfectly. We have some Christians that uh, focus too much on money. There are some Christians that focus too much on this or that. And we don't get it perfect. Just like not all Mormons get it perfect. So but we are all unified in who God is and who he has said that he is. And we are trusting in the Jesus of the Bible. And when you look at Mormon doctrine, God is not almighty God. God is a man who ascended to Godhood, just like you are a man who eventually will ascend to, be, to Godhood and be equal to God, like it says in Doctrine and Covenants. But God says his glory, he will not share with another. The thing is, is you are you will... sure about that? I just read it to you, bro. So, Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Perfect. Let's go there. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Mm -hmm. Verse 17. And if children, then heirs. Okay, now listen to who we're heirs of. Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. Mm -hmm. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Is God going to share His glory or not? No. Are we are we going to be heirs with God or not? Romans eight, one more time. self-breath witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children then heirs 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Glorified with him. Yeah. So, so does that mean... So you said he's not going to share any of his glory, but here it's saying that we are going to be glorified together. Okay. So, so let's you have look kind at of like no, two no, options right here, okay? So no, Isaiah, hold on. Either hold God on. is lying Isaiah. right here, okay. or the Bible contradicts itself. Okay, so, so question. Which one? Isaiah 42 8. It says, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I will give to no other, neither my place to graven images. Awesome. So, so the to Bible understand, contradicts itself. No. It does. So to understand this, what did Christ accomplish on the cross? Christ came down and drank the full cup of God's wrath against sin yeah. so that we that. can be made right with him. Okay, so if that's what he's done, he, I am a sinner, you are a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. We all deserve punishment for our sin. And the God of the universe humbled himself and came through the virgin so that he, being fully God and fully man, could be our substitute. He lived a perfect life that we could not live and died the death we should have died. He, God's what God accomplished on the cross is not that he died on a cross. What he accomplished on the cross was he drank the full cup of God's wrath against man's sin. So and then God, turned, oh, God oh, drank the full cup of God's wrath? Yes. So, God drank, God the Son drank the full cup of his wrath. And then when he turned God's wrath, that cup over, not a drop comes out. He finished it. It's just like someone chugs a drink and slams the cup down the table. That's what Jesus did. And now, because Jesus lived a perfect life we could not live and redeemed us from all the wrong that we have done, he has now invited us into fellowship with him so that we can enjoy him forever. And so when we are sharing in that glory, but it is not... that God won't share the glory. No, he, he did, won't. He, he will not share... His glory, my glory, I will not share with another. And so when God says, you will share with me and you will be glorified with him, it is talking about the glory of getting to be with God forever in perfect relationship with the one that spoke and the universe leapt into existence. You can use glory. So, okay, I'm, not, I'm a bit confused here now. Like... Why? Because you're saying that God's glory will not be shared, and yet, and then, and then you just, and then like, second after that, you say He will share His glory, the glory that He, he has will be shared. Right. So, you know, you know, you came to the conclusion right there, like, the Bible contradicts itself. No, nope, it doesn't. And it is because many, as it says in the Book of Mormon, as you've read in the Book of Mormon, it says many and plain and precious things were taken out of it by man. So God led. So Rome, uh, Matthew 24, 35, it says that heaven and earth will pass away. By words will by no means pass away. God spoke. They're not passing away because God if is... If they have ceased... If God they is have, speaking today, is he not? You already, you already yes, understood that we have a prophet. Yes, but you cannot conflict what God so, already said. If God has said one thing, and someone comes you're along, from one, you're reading from one source that has been discredited and taken apart by men. 
From one source. From one one source. So okay, so the Book of Mormon, way. the Book of Mormon, Moroni eight eighteen. God has been God from all eternity to all eternity. All That's right. what it says. Okay. Joseph Smith denies. So you already said that things. Joseph. You already said that Joseph Smith wasn't perfect. We're not all perfect, right? So yeah, I'm but, not exactly sure what he was meaning in that instance. Okay. Do you believe that God was once a man that became God? Yeah, I do. Okay. God said, in even. What you say is the word of God in the Book of Mormon is that God was God from all eternity to all eternity. So, so how was He not had God? To, it had to start somewhere, though, right? No, it didn't. No. So eternity, like, so then when 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 does it all come to? When does it all come about? God always existed. Okay, so then why? And then and then it tells us that we are to to come become gods, right? No, it does. It did in that verse of Psalms, right? No, that's says, talking about wicked judges. If you want to be put in that category, you're going to die. It like said men. that we are gods. If you want to be put in that category as wicked judges... Well, he does say, he does say, I have said that ye are gods, right? And you are children of the Most High. But you can also, he said, also die like men on earth. Look, we don't want to get into the argument, okay? But, hey, uh, like, honestly, I've been through these arguments my whole mission, and mm -hmm. I don't go through it again because it's a lot of contentions. What? Right, going on. Right, but the the answer to all this, right? The answer to all this comes when you pray to Heavenly Father and ask Him a specific question, right? Mm -hmm. Which of these treasures are true? Okay, so the Muslim has done the same thing. The Muslim has prayed and said, "God, who are you? Who are you?" And they've come away with a different Jesus. And we would all say Muslims are not Christian. They deny the deity of Jesus. They say um, they don't believe in a Holy Spirit, and they don't believe in God. And, and the Muslim has done the same thing. And the, and the Muslim, they're they're they only have the Quran. Are they not wrong? Yeah. Why? Why are they wrong? Well, they because have they conflict with Scripture. They conflict with what God has already spoken. And if Joseph Smith conflicts with what God has already spoken... He cannot be a true prophet. So, let me tell you something. Back then, right, people did not think as we thought nowadays. Right? Okay. Life keeps changing. We learn more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. Right? Joseph Smith, we believe, is a prophet of our days. Was a prophet before he died. And we believe that we're a prophet now, mm -hmm. our modern days. Every, each and one of these prophets has brought new revelation to everyone. And everyone has seen. Everyone in the church, you guys all led their sins, have opened their eyes and understood. They have applied the teachings. They have tasted the fruit. They have come to know that the fruit is good. Of course, they had other, we have like the FLDS and the RLDS, which is the only ones I know about. I, I don't know if there's any other ones. Right? But they broke up because they did not agree with revelation. Right? And that's like the same thing with all these other churches. But the prophet, the role, the, the role of a prophet, the, the, the prophet thingy is revelation is still going on right now. And we have seen that. Because of all these new revelations that the prophets have brought have brought to us, have told us, it's the reason why the church, the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints, apart from those other parts that broke off, right? It's the fastest growing church, and we know it to we know the reason why it's the fastest growing church. It's because we're teaching truth. Our foundation is the, is the Book of Mormon, which we believe in God. The center of everything that we teach is God and Jesus Christ, 
right? But we sit here, we testify to people that these things are true, right? But we let them find out for themselves, right? We let them find out for themselves that these things are true. So, but we have enjoyed the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. We have enjoyed the conversation. We have a dinner appointment we need to go to. But uh, maybe if there's another time, we can maybe get together and talk some more. Yes. Okay. But let me leave you with this. Okay. What you said is very true. That. I lost it. God has spoken and he can still speak. And we can pray, just like James said, and that we can pray to God, ask for wisdom, he would give it. We believe that. But, God is not a liar. And either he is who he says he is, or he is who he's, or he's not who he says he is. And while, yes, Joseph Smith may have been a prophet for that day, and you have different prophets that say things, they cannot contradict themselves because if they're saying what an all-powerful, all-good, true God is saying, he cannot lie. And he cannot contradict himself in one single place. If it contradicts itself, then you get don't You can't trust that God because he's not good. Now let me read this to you. And then... Y'all can, uh, y'all got to go. But I want to read this. This is Romans 1, 18. Starting in verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men, unto, uh, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since creation of since the creation of the world, and in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they, uh, but because of futile in their thinking, their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up to the lust of their hearts and to impurity and to dishonoring of their bodies and among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So what's going on here? What's going no, on? no, 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 no. Let me finish my okay. statement. Okay. What's going on here is you all three of you are actively suppressing the truth. Just like if you took a basketball and held it under the water. You're holding back the truth about God that you know is true. The true God. And you are exchanging it for a lie. You're worshiping creation. You are trying to become God. You're trying... You've figured out this way to say that you believe in God, say that you are Christian, so that you can ascend to God, so that he can share his glory with you and you can become equal. And that is a lie. Because you cannot contend with who God is. You cannot become equal. And my call to you is to repent from that ungodliness, to repent from the suppression of the truth and reach out to him. 
And so you can smile all you want. It's not going to deter me, and it's not going to delegitimize the truth of Scripture. And unless you repent from suppressing the truth, you will die in your sin. And that is why I care about you. That is why I invited you into my home, because I love you and care, you, care about you enough to tell you the truth. That's great. The thing is, he's talking to people about that back then. No, he's not. God has spoken, and you are suppressing the truth. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay, yeah, don't talking. pray about it. Don't yes, pray about it. I have, and I will. Please I do. I will go pray about it. Please do pray. Yeah. Do you, uh, who would you care to say that? Oh, you're fine. Okay, yeah. As long as we can agree that we're praying to, to the Almighty God. God. The same God. <clears throat> yep. Our dear, kind, beloved Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to come to meet with you today. So very good for his hospitality and letting us come um, discuss the discuss the scriptures, Heavenly Father, and we pray and we pray as we leave that we can um, we can continue um, looking for truth. In all the right, in all the right places, Heavenly Father, we pray that we pray that the Spirit of Truth um, may continue to to rest in our minds and can continue to uh, allow us to um, allow us to gain further light and knowledge for ourselves and for um, for, uh, for the benefit of, of spreading that word, Heavenly Father, and we're grateful once again Heavenly Father for every blessing that thou has given to us in our lives. Uh, we're grateful. We're grateful for the opportunity to, to live in, in this dispensation. We're grateful for your Savior and your Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who um, so willingly came um, to this earth to, to die um, for our sins. Um, we have a way to repent of our sins and that we can receive a remission of our sins. And when we will go to the um, in faith and ask for forgiveness, that we will continue to, 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 to keep the commandments that God has given us and continue to try and perfect ourselves as, as you are perfect. And we're grateful for their, your unceasing love and uh, everything that thou hast done for us in our lives. And we say these things humbly in the sacred and beloved name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, just real quick, please do not misconstrue my passion no, you're good. For, you're good. for hatred. No, you're good. I am very passionate, and if I'm a Christian and I believe what I believe, and I believe that if you don't believe the truth, you go to hell, then I would be hating you if I did not tell you the things I told you. So That's good. So just interpret that under that. That's good. Okay. That's uh, that's exactly what, what we do. That's exactly what we do. Um, you guys are welcome in my home anytime. And I am happy to talk again if you guys want to take what I said and line it up to Scripture. I'm telling you to hold me to the exact same thing that I'm holding you guys to, the Word of God. You take everything that I said, and you line it up with Scripture. And if I'm off, man, let's get it. And we can go back into it. I will, because I am not infallible. But God is. So... You guys know where I live. You'll have my phone number. For sure. Sounds good. You can good. call me anytime, and yep. we can talk more. For sure. Thank you very much for coming yep. to my home. Well. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Take care.
Yeah. Hey, say hi to your wife for us. I will. Hopefully you can meet her. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right. Take care, man. You too.